This is Lovecraft Country Podcast by Bleed TV, and I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. And we're hitting that episode one, Sundown. Um, dude, where, where are we with this already? I mean, like, this is a brand new pod, and I was excited about the show, but I'm going to be honest with you. After episode one, right now, we watched it literally five minutes ago. I, the last five minutes, I'm still in awe. Last uh, ten, I mean all. I mean, because as soon as they get pulled over in the woods, it gets intense quick. Um, but uh, before we get into the detail of that, I mean, like, excited to have a new HBO show. Uh, I think it started strong. But what are y'all's thoughts of the episode overall? Getting into it because I'm very interested. In it. I, I, I mean, I'm gonna be pretty particular about my opinion, but I'm gonna let y'all hit me first. I've never been more completely worried about a show in the first five minutes. And then been super well, excited in the, the last five, five minutes. The first five were really good. <laughs> I mean, we great... start with the war and everything. So <laughs> no, that that's the part I worried about. Really? It was just so weird. Okay, I'll give Jackie you that. Robinson. The UFOs looked weird. <laughs> the obviously this was the Mars Princess. Yep, and all that stuff. I mean, it under, it makes sense now that it was a dream and stuff. But it's like when I first saw that, I was like, this is weird. But then it was strange because you see the Cthulhu monster that Jackie Robinson beats up, and I'm like. Holy shit, that's really good graphics. Beats up. He boned tomahawks at that. Yeah. Like, so, with a bat. But yeah. I'm just saying, that was a little too quirky for me, and I was a little worried. But then, to give me what I got in the last five to ten minutes, I was so excited. This went really horror, really fast yes. at the end. Uh, Yes. This, this, if you don't mind me, I'll go ahead and say, because you led into what I was going to say. This was three different types of shows in one, is the way I looked at it. In the first five minutes, I was like, I felt like I was watching the old AMC Preacher. You remember how crazy it was? Yeah. They tried to make it comic booky yep. and everything, and it was kind of outland. Because when he's going through that that ditch and they're fighting soldiers, they killed three soldiers the exact same way in a row. And I was like, wait a minute, are we getting on repeat here? I mean, they stab and shoot him through the stomach. Next thing you know, stab and shoot through the stomach. Literally like three or four in yeah. a row. And I was like, okay, wait a minute. And, and we're not going to get creative. And then it was the way it was. Playing that old music. and Yeah. And the cinematography was weird. And then like, then the bullets started turning into into the, like glowing stuff across the way. And I was almost like. Almost like those tank bullets from Fury. Like the tracer yeah. rounds. And I was like, okay, where are we going? And when he went over the top and he's running around. And then if you didn't notice, he was pulling the trigger and acting like the gun was shooting. But the bullets weren't coming out yet. Like it was like the special effects were off. And no, I was like, yeah, he was whoa, even, even whoa. showing too much recoil and mm-hmm. he looked yeah, even he was goofy. jerky. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. was jerky. I was like, this is opposite are going like, like you said, I was so worried. I was like, this is God awful green screen. This is about to be dog shit. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no way. And then when he turns and you saw gosh, damn UFOs and war of the world shit going on. I was like, did we just start a really bad podcast? Did we really just invest <laughs> our time into this? You know, and then the chick comes down in the red, and I was like, "Where are we? Where are we?" Yeah. And then I was expecting to see some strings coming off the UFOs and everything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so when he cuts away to him waking up, I was like, I had some relief. Oh, you're wrong. I had some relief. But then for the next forty-five minutes, literally for the next forty-five minutes, it bounced around from intrigue to setup to intrigue to setup, but not enough intrigue to make me go, oh wow. 
you never like that. Instead, I spent the 45 minutes going, okay, this is like breadcrumbs. They must be giving me details. There's things I should be looking at and seeing. Let me write notes and everything else. And then I just got where I was getting worried and mm-hmm. worried because it kept kind of slogging a little bit. Now you're wrong. It was pretty cool when we got into the car chase. When we went to Simmonsville. Everything else. I enjoyed that and how it turned. But then, like you said, in the last five or ten minutes of the movie, we went straight zero to 60 to the other end of the spectrum into Harville. Uh, with cool special effects, cool, uh, you know, cool intensity, real, you know, real fear. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I thought all the actors did a great job of really, com- you know, conveying that stuff. So, like, I'm all over the map on this episode. All over it. No, it was pretty boring from a uh, minute, I guess, like seven to 50. Uh, I don't know how long it was. There were some, obviously, some cool things. I love seeing the party. I thought the dance and singing number, fantastic. Jake even gave us a little tid insight on that guitar that she was up there playing with. I happen to have worked on it for sure. So <laughs> that's an old, that's well, it's not an old, that's a Scotty Moore remake that, uh, that's Elvis's guitar player. If y'all know who Scotty Moore is, it's a massively expensive guitar. <laughs> they only made a couple dozen of them. And obviously Gibson got their way into this movie because even the other guitarists were holding Les Pauls and things like that. But, it's pretty interesting that she was holding a Les Paul. I mean, a Scotty Moore. That's pretty uh, iconic guitar from that era, because, like I said, Elvis Presley's guitarist is that's what he used. Okay, you could tell by the flower that's on the pit guard. That's what, and then the gold, all gold and stuff like that. Go back that? and look at that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, so let but, me ask you. Let me ask you this. First, are you done with the? You know, I don't. I to- mean, like there's. I got really excited when we first picked up the uh, book in the novel where I forgot the name of the book that it was Attack of the Worlds or no, the first Lovecraft Country when he walks into his uncle George's shop. Oh, the first H.P. Lovecraft book yeah. he picks up. I, I can't remember. The I just remember seeing it. Arkham and everything. I was like, okay, I don't know how DC is going to work its way into here. Got really excited. <laughs> well, I mean, you have Asylum, have everything that we had just yeah, seen yeah, with yeah. all that stuff. I was like all in. Then we get Artem. I was like, no idea about this, but the fact that we have old history that we can kind of rely on and look into this ourselves, I think that's going to be a lot of fun to play with. Yeah, that is really unique. I agree with you on that. Now, I did enjoy the whole, you know, I'm not sure if it's real, fake, or if it's just part of the original books and like that, but I love how they try to, they have an, an alternate history or their conception of history in these areas. And like just when she flips open that map book mm-hmm. and you see the drawings that this person did, and everything else. I mean, so like, I love how they're sprinkling some of this really cool stuff. Well, and I mean, that's not drawing somebody did. Diana did those drawings. Yeah. His niece did those right. drawings. Well, I mean, yeah, okay, yeah. And I mean, like, we were looking at those pretty intently because we even had an argument about one of those things being <laughs> a sundial a, or a clock, right. which we all yeah. know is the same damn thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But but whatever, man. It was a sundial. It's a sundial. It ended up being a sundial, which was extremely important for what we found out by the end of this episode. Sundown towns. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh, and And I wasn't even thinking about it for the sundown towns, but yeah, it was specifically for that as well. Yeah, it's a it's a cool little marker. You know, and we, I, we went a little farther looking at it and like, all right, is the five shaded or is it over to the 12 shaded? I don't think that bad. I think it was just from drawing effect. But, uh, well, I mean, it might have been when the sun was going down in that who knows? time. Who knows? And I mean, unfortunately, that's, I think we all knew about sundown towns before. Well, like they said in the episode when we met, uh, you know, Sheriff Hunt, you know, it's seven something and you got like six or seven minutes before sundown. Damn. You know what I mean? And so like they gave us exact times. The episode was good about giving us 
you know, a, a date time range. Um, and you notice like there was other little details. They did really, really good with making sure that your, your towns, your cars, your tractors, things were all correct to the period. Cause I was looking very hard to see if there was anything that was kind of like out of place or mm-hmm. was too modern for what time frame they were setting. Cause this is uh, well, I think Jake said it, this is post Korean war. So we're the, we're in the, we're in the fifties here. And uh, like there was that part where they came out of Marvin's house and there was a tractor in the background. Well, just so just like he knows about uh, you know guitars, that tractor in the background was a uh, an old forties, a late forties or early fifties model international tractor. Just so happened, my father in law owns two of them. And so when I saw it in the background, I was like, oh heck yeah, there's the old red. And uh, so and that's exactly the time frame that that would have been going you on. Know? So I mean, like that's pretty, that was pretty neat. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty pleased. Like all the cars were aligned. I mean, mm-hmm. how cool was the sheriff's car that was in the chase scene? I mean, like, I just love those old lead sleds. Anyway, I mean, they're <laughs> awesome. They're so slow and they're so heavy, but they just look cool, man. That's, well, I mean, there's one of the last times vehicles were solid but, metal. And I mean, they use that to full effect in this chase yeah. scene. I, I <laughs> reluctantly call it a chase scene, but. Hey, look. 25 <laughs> miles an hour, and it felt intense. Oh, he yeah. did a good job. And I mean, he rams that thing, not a dent, either one of those things. <laughs> just like pure lead. Just like, come on, we're all thinking that's Rubbin's racing. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> but, the, but that's the thing, too, is like, well, that's, that's what I found a little bit interesting is they made a 25 mile an hour chase mm-hmm. scene very intense and yeah. interesting. Oh, yeah. They did a great job. I mean, it, that's hard to pull off. It, but the fact is, he knows if he goes 26 miles an hour, mm-hmm. they pull him over and they're screwed for sure. I mean, they were screwed anyway, Wait. but it's just like, I don't know. I thought that was a really cool rock and a hard place moment they created with oh. something. I mean, I mean even before that, where he's like, nope, can't do that. Can't make it there in time. Yeah. And if you speed, hmm, going to have to pull you over. And then he's like, but you can head north. And then like the whole time, we should have all been thinking there's something north. Yeah. But this is just like, no, he's giving them out. Okay, we can do this. Yeah. We can do this. And he's even smart enough to ask for a U-turn. Because I can tell you the amount of times I've even thought if a U-turn was legal <laughs> is about zero without yeah. seeing a Unless U-turn. Unless there's a sign that says yeah. no U-turns. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Eh. But there's always that sign exactly where you should be able to U-turn. Yeah. Every time. <laughs> and got, we don't live in a big enough city to where U-turns are the, like natural ways like out in dallas or nobody gives a crap about a u-turn around here (laughs) no i mean you you just do it and be like man it was legal nobody around here calls it a u-turn either no but i mean (laughs) not what i call it either but flip a a bitch there we go (laughs) yeah um but if you want to dive into uh, thanks all right here's some things i thought were unique about the episode i thought did a good job on but also peculiar as well um, I loved how well they did Old Town Chicago. Um, oh. The set piece was really good. Every the, set piece in this whole damn yeah. show was amazing. Uh, the cars, uh, the clothing was a proper. I love the I, old half barrel grills are outside. You know the, the uh, you know the block parties. Um, you know, like I said, the music was great. I, I am curious about the bar owner and the you know and the the BJ scene. You know what I mean, like. To me, I, I kind of felt like it was out of place considering the time, the tension, you know, and everything else. I, I don't know. I mean, what did y'all feel about that? I mean, it's weird. I don't I don't know necessarily why I was thrown in there. Um, I wouldn't say it was necessary, but... 
I mean, we'll see later in the series if it maybe, pops up. Yeah, but maybe it has something later on. Um, if not, it was just a weird one-off scene. Stra- yeah, strange. Yeah, I mean, it just kind of seemed like... It, if you look at the series of things, don't get me wrong, there was a lot of weird one-off things yeah. you could say about, but in the series of events when it comes to setup and stuff like that, I'm trying to figure out what was the necessity of this. I, I, I just don't know. You know, it just seemed like... It just, for some reason, it sticks out in my mind as something that was out of sorts considering the time and the setup they were doing for the for this part um but then of course the block party was fantastic you know the uh the water hydrant turning on and you know that being a big deal and that was popular all that was fantastic a lot of that clothing though just looks so awesome and you're like (laughs) going back in time i love those kinds of dresses just seeing how much fun they were able to have dancing with them and just seeing people dance in more of a structured kind of way everyone already knows what they're going to be doing and having fun with that like, that's just something we don't have anymore. Now, I will say this. Uh, Letty's attire, which was basically skin tight, show midriff, awesome. show all the... <laughs> was uh, awesome. Every so man's was. dream, mm. this, that, or so on. You know, there was part of me is like, do you think that was proper dress for anybody at that time? You know, when I think of 50s cheerleaders, I think about they have ankle dresses is the cheerleader but with they, a sweater. They you called know? attention to it. Even her sister... After she got down, she was like, a dress that short requires stockings. Right. You know, and she's like, it's too hot for that shit. She even says that when she goes up there, last time we sang together was in the church choir. Those days are long gone. (laughs) Right. You know. Good uh, point. Very good point. I I think they actually pointed out the fact that she's not necessarily following the dress code. Right. She's definitely skirting the lines. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, like, again, little details here and there. Um, But I, I, I love... George, and this is this is um, Courtney B. Vance, and I think his character was solid. I, I love, you know, I just like the way the guy talks. I think his his tone and the way he delivers is just just so fun to listen to and hear. Uh, he is to me, he's right now, he's my favorite character on the show. I mean, uh, but I am concerned after that phone call with his wife that his day, his him. days are numbered. <laughs> yeah, my son's own death warrant. Yeah, but. I, I thought he was. Uh, I thought he was bait for the. For whatever those hellhounds are at the end of the episode, um, I man, I really don't know. I, anytime we get one of those calls, hey, on the next trip, how about you come with me? <laughs> Especially you know, with how the how you introduce them and everything. Yeah, yeah. and first off, uh, let me just say, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm too ignorant of the era to know if this was real. But the Negro field guide, basically travel guide, yeah, like. What a super badass like job to come up with like for the show or for the book this was based on. I mean, I don't know anything about that. I'm just ignorant, but like, what a I mean, it was so neat like that to think that that's what's what they're doing to help people. You know, that like, that was their role. You you can stop here. You'll be safe. Uh, like, yeah, what diners will serve you? You know, what exits to take? What towns are sundown towns? towns? You know, things like that. And it's like. This is so badass, and I've never heard a word about this before. No. And then I love the fact that his, you know, their daughter loves to draw, loves science fiction. She's drawn her own comics, and then she's drawn all in the Atlas and stuff, all the, mm-hmm. the monsters, and she's representing shitty places with, you know, Ghouls, sci-fi castles. monsters. And stuff. Yeah. I just think that it was that Atlas so was original and cool. So I pulled my phone up just for ticket because I, I used to mention that question. I want to know this. The the Negro Motorist Green Book, which was also basically the Traveler, also known as the Negro's Traveler Green Book, 
as a different name, was a guide for African-Americans for, who wanted to take road trips and were concerned about safety. It was first published by a New York City mailman, Victor Hugo Green, in 1936 and was ran all the way until 1966, which was the biggest part of the Jim Crow laws. So there you go. Hmm. See, that's so awesome. Once again, just ignorance. Never was taught that or heard no. about that before. So cool, though. Makes I mean, complete sense. Sucks ass. I mean, something like that saying, had to I'm exist. I'm just saying it's so cool, and I sound stupid, but I'm just like, I don't know. I thought it was extremely original idea. Made total sense why he would be on the trip with mm-hmm. you know Atticus and stuff. So I was like, well, because I was trying to figure out, and then like he told me like it was to be the guide, and I was like, okay, this is making a lot more sense of why yeah. him and his wife were talking about it. But it also and, gives you like that almost even how they're doing how they're showing the towns it almost feels like a sci-fi video game you're playing yeah you know what i'm saying and they're showing you like what the boss battle's gonna be before you get to it you know no that's a good point just like uh, the map is like oh you're here it's like an old mario game yeah oh like, yeah next level yeah. you know and yeah. they're, they're working yeah. their way through the next spot's gonna be a castle you have to defeat this to get the princess or yeah whatever you want i don't to say. know man i just thought it was super original way of doing it I got a lot of Watchmen vibes, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's just a lot of the. Anytime the you know, racial tension is the foundation of the show. It's always going to be tough to watch. Anytime they go back to these eras and stuff, I mean, it's brutal. Um, I mean, the U-turn scene, the all that stuff. Oh, well, how about, how about so shitty. I mean, just no, no, no. How about him going to the ice cream store, uh, ice cream place, and everybody else was eating ice cream, and they're still waiting for theirs. Or they go to the the convenience store gas station, and he's making monkey, you know, symbolisms and yeah. sounds at yeah. him, and you know, and then you know they go into the town and dogs. I mean, like the, the waiter, you know, the guy's eating his lunch, and he just gets up and leaves the diner. You know, well, and at no point in time, as soon as we go into Simmonsville, does anyone feel comfortable? Because, like you said, the dogs yeah. are immediately barking and everything. It's just like. This doesn't feel like the town. Like you got good advice. No, I mean, it, it was a road. It was a sign on the road. It says, you know, this is a sundown town. You know, do you understand? You know, don't let the the sun go down on you. Sun go I mean, down. You know, yeah. yeah, I mean, just like it just reminds you of an era, a, a shitty era of American history. Uh, and they did a good job of showing. If you looked at the for sale sign when they first pull up to that building, it's a burned out building that they've mm-hmm. covered up. Right. And then there's the diner that they go and sit in. And you get the history of the White House, which was a cool way of showing it. And he kicks over that tile and it's, you know, burns. Um, Cover up the burn wood. I don't know, man. I I understand that maybe that felt a little slow. And then I I agree, some parts of it is a little bit slow. But I never got to a point where I just wasn't entertained, I don't guess. But, I mean, not only that, we had the uh, car that we got from uh, the bar owner. Said his dad had been sitting on that stool and everything. Got picked up by a really fancy uh, silver... Silver sedans, what sedan. he says. Foreign silver sedan. Because it must have been expensive. Cause that white guy with a suit that was too expensive for a cop to afford. Yep. yep. And it just went so fast, had to be expensive. Which, I just love those kinds of old descriptions and everything. Never seen anything like it. Yeah, like... Way out of my price range. Yeah. 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 You know, well, it's a lot of ways... A, yeah. You're talking about an era of places that people don't have cars. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not like that. Like, it just feels like that's how we would have described something growing up. Or, I mean, <laughs> yeah. still, it's like... You see, like, his super expensive cars. You'd be like, yeah. Too expensive for me to afford so. Spaceship. Yeah. Basically what it is. Big silver and goes fast. Hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's a that's a heavy description, you know? <laughs> but wow. uh it was very fitting. And uh, I think it was Jake that saw it later in the city of Chicago, right before we had left, behind the fence. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I it was think in the like, background. I mean, you yeah. see I it think like you four or five just, different times. Yeah, just you just missed it a little bit, but it, basically, it was just tracking um, uh, Atticus, Atticus all the way throughout the, the episode. Time. Yeah, we don't know exactly why it's protecting him. Um, we see it has some kind of magical power, <laughs> obviously, because when that truck flips and homeboy in the back of it, kudos to special effects, man. Once again, it's so weird to see something set in this era, mm-hmm. you know. But have this kind of special effects. Mm-hmm. It's jarring. It is to man. see it because also to know that that car, that truck is probably only going 30, 40 miles an hour. Oh, yeah. you know, it you know maybe fifty like that, and for it to have that kind of you know that flip over it and that you know all that damage and like that, it was epic. Well, I mean, and not only the whole time that she's driving, uh, Letty's driving. We got George take keep her steady. Yeah. Yo, well, you're gonna flip her. She'll spin out yeah. on you. <laughs> the old yeah. Woody. Yeah. You gotta take it easy. She'll spin yeah. out on you. No, I, I, I like it too because that's the thing as well about those old cars. There was no like crash prevention. No. In them. Well, I mean, when like you, you hit something, it. it was dead stop because nothing was going to crumple no. for you. So that's why it would flip like that. It hit head on on something. Yeah. I mean, it's just and the suspension's not really there. I mean, you're going, just catapulting. Oh yeah, yeah. and I mean, like you see that it's wobbling as you're driving and picking up higher speeds. Yeah. Like yeah. it was so well done. Yeah, and then I mean, to go back to why you said we don't know why it's protecting them or they're protecting Atticus. Well, we know he's royalty. Like we didn't take it seriously at the very beginning in his dad's letter, but as soon as we get to the door at the very end, we've been expecting you home. Yeah, you know yeah. so. That's very much the reason. It's not on the map. Nope. You know, uh, unplotted. This mansion they rolled up on, <laughs> obviously, is not on the map. I mean, which, don't get wrong, the entire place is CG. You can tell. Oh, yeah. 100%. And, and so, well, probably the front of the house is real, but all that dome and all yeah, that stuff, yeah. not real. Right. Okay, so what do y'all think about the Letty's brother, Marvin. Obviously, there's a family feud. We learned this from Rose, which is the sister that they were singing with, that Letty didn't go to mom's funeral. She's a moocher. She asks for money constantly, goes back out, lives evidently in a scrupulous life, whatever you want to call it. And But Marvin, the character, like I, I love this actor. Um, and he was in Banshee. He was he played one of the cops in Banshee, which was a really cool oh, series back in the day. Oh, his death one of the most brutal. Oh, man. Well, Spoiler alert! God. If you haven't seen Banshee by this point in time, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I mean, it's like almost a decade old. Like, no, yeah. Well, I mean, no it, forgiveness. Let me give you. Let me give you a great short snippet of Banshee. Banshee is uh, small town, lots of violence, lots of cussing, lots of sex, Amish, and Amish. It is the original. Not in that order in any way. <laughs> the original Skinamax show. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was the one that jump started Skinamax as a legitimate TV, TV drama. Series. Yeah. yeah. And, series. I think it went on for what, three or four seasons? Yeah, three or four seasons. And uh, and it's what uh, the only reason Strike Back got greenlit was because of that, which <laughs> Strike Back is. Strike uh, Back was military, lots bitchy. of sex, <laughs> violence, more sex. No, I'm and violence. And Skinamax favorite. You know what I mean? So. But, I mean, if you ever get the chance, please definitely go watch Banshee. <laughs> that, well worth that, it. If that's your genre, you would love it. Let me go ahead and tell you. Yeah. But anyway. And if it's not, yes. I, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast. To be honest with you. <laughs> but, I, but I agree. I liked his – I like what – I really hope we role. get more I, of I think them. what we found out about Letty was the fact that I think she's like a civil rights person. 
She used the money to bail out some people. Yeah. I'm assuming it's people that were trying to take a stand at some point, or and she dresses differently on purpose. She, you know, she draws. Yeah, she attention. wants to draw attention. Yeah, you see how she's able to drive. Apparently, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> she used to a getaway, evidently. Huh? I mean, she won't tell anybody what she's been doing. She just said, "I've been doing a little bit of everything." Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so I, I feel like it's more or less she's coming back from like a a fight. Yeah. You know? But I mean, I really hope we get more Marvin. Just how they already utilized him to be able to do this much research, this much digging, find out about the sheriff. He had three files. Four. Well, and when he got the last one, you see him grin and be like, "Well, I was able to find this out about <laughs> yeah. it." Like had a different folder. You know, they all lick your finger. <laughs> uh, let me show you what I got here. You know? yeah. Jewel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like how he was able to play a lot of his information and just. He yeah. didn't have much time, but he utilized every bit of it. Absolutely. I mean, like I said, I, like I'm with you. I'm. I hope he is a recurring character. Mm-hmm. I think he'd be a, very valuable to the show. And but Letty was originally supposed to stay there, right? Correct. And then like it just plan. ended and up being such a uh, yeah. poor family reunion. She just went with them even further. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of drama surrounding her. Obviously, she didn't come back for her mom's funeral mm-hmm. when they sent the money for her to be able to come back. Which that's her. obviously going to make a comeback. And we're going to realize that their mother wasn't probably that good of a person when it's all said and done if she doesn't come well, back. That's what for she it. says. She yeah. yells at him. She's like, I'm so sick of y'all acting like she was a saint and, you know, but whatever. Yeah. yeah, so she's along for the ride now because she can't stay with her brother. All right. Yeah. And I mean, we've already gone up all the way through the chase scene and everything. So I think we just get to what we want to talk about. <laughs> I just want to know. What are y'all's first thoughts? Okay, so what we know about that file that Marvin was talking about to lead into these this like that is that this area was not for witches. This was the area that witch hunters created. And that's where they're headed, you know, Artem. And we got missing people that appear to be being attacked by bears or wolves. Right. Wild animals, yeah. Which uh, come to find out is just these whatever you want you want to call these vampires, vampire hellhounds, whatever you call it. Because whatever they bite, they just become one. So that's uh, why people become missing. Yeah, because we at the end we see there's at least eight of them in the woods. Oh yeah. Um, but I, I do think it's funny, and I think it's also very cool. And that's something that Lovecraft was kind of known for. It was like what we see as a vampire, or whatever you know what I mean, and the traditional sense, Dracula style or whatever like that is not necessarily how he would have shown it in one of his books. Right. He went really out there with his stuff. <laughs> with everything. It was, everything was kind of alienish. You know what I mean? It was just different. And I love the design of these things. They're wick. They're like Dude, gorillas, gorillas with, with, tails. with tails and eyes all over their abdomen. Yeah, well, it's actually all down their like back, back, all down their back, yeah. and the top of their head, or whatever. And then they're also they can fly in trees like a, a you know like a, a monkey or squirrel, whatever you want to call it. But they can also burrow like a mole. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that so, burrowing was probably the coolest thing yeah. I think we saw I all mean, episode. Like, so unbelievable strength, amazing speed, got a mouth like Jaws because the <laughs> yeah. opening scene of him just taking a sheriff completely got with one arm just falling to the ground in a single bite. Yeah, dude, when he slides on the hill and just grabs dude from behind and takes his whole head and center section upper, of his upper yeah. torso, <laughs> upper torso, when it's just you know a well, shell of a man left behind, and then they also had tentacles like in their abdomen or something because when any the second love, guy died, any Lovecraft creature will yeah. have tentacles of some kind. Yeah. <laughs> a little creepy, tentacle lover. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, it, but I mean, it, 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 all the sweet. little different things that were happening with these giant, odd-shaped monsters. I'm but, here for. But based off the trailer, and based off the first kill where it leaps through the woods and takes out the guy holding the flashlight. Mm-hmm. The next thing that was so jarring was how much they showed him. Like a lot of times they don't. He's very Jawsish, you know. Show it's you more, the creature like this. What What was the show on AMC that was famous for not showing the creature until the very end? But the creature was a main character through the entire. But it was the uh, where the captains were on that abandoned ship. The Terror. The Terror. terror. Exactly. The Terror had a monster in it every episode, but you didn't get to actually see it for well, what it was until the pinches of it. Yeah. You know? Well, and that's what made Jaws so great is you never really it's saw Jaws. American and, like, Werewolf the in London. Story. Exactly. What made American Werewolf London. So for them to show. <laughs> Basically, no holds bar here. Eight, ten of these things. But, well, but and for it to be that terrifying yeah. and actually to that be that good. good, we got that good of a payoff while seeing it. Yeah, that's I, rare. I was just totally not expecting to see what I saw in the trailer, which was these creatures in the mm-hmm. woods. Obviously, already happen. Right. I hope well, it's not the last time we see them. Well, not yeah, only that, I hope, but I hope it don't get a Witcher effect. Where you know your first ep- first episode or first five minutes of Witcher, you get yeah. the baddest scene ever, and then the rest of the season, you're like, "Why am I still watching this?" <laughs> well, I mean, not only that, but everything I remember from the trailer, we've already seen. Like, well, I mean, they, in the trailer, too- it does show like him run out of a house that's collapsing, and shows him running out. There's a couple little you know nuggets here and there, from but the, the giant Cthulhu monster, yeah, was in yeah. his dream, yeah, in in the first two minutes, yeah. So I, you know, so, I'm, so it's like I mean, uh, there I don't is some know more, what the hell we're gonna see. I do remember something from the trailer, and that was an old Roman uh, like horse thing. But no, the like, dream, in, the dream you saw a Roman. Yeah, we saw the Roman. Roman like, I don't know if that was part of it or not, but <laughs> just laughing about that. No, I think there's gonna be some like obviously they were talking about like this. It's centuries old that mm-hmm. since the even mention of Artem, you know what I mean. So we're gonna get some history. A lot this of too, and I'm trying to figure out I like is. History. Yes. Yeah, I think we're going to get like occult history. I'm interested cool. to see if the dreams end up becoming reality and that's how we travel through all of this or if it's going to be something else. I hope not. I don't want to see those. UFOs I don't want to see any more dream yet. stuff. <laughs> I, I think we're in line for some more dreaming. If I see a War of the Worlds monster come across <laughs> the screen again, yeah, I am liable to throw my cookies. I'm just going to go ahead and say that there because that. I think it was more of a showing of Lovecraft was like. The beginning of sci-fi. Okay. So that was kind of showing like... you Because in that thing, you see Cthulhu monsters mm-hmm. running around in the battle too. And then it was just kind of like a little history lesson of how it stepped up. You know, little UFO ships and their silly, you know, prince, hey, Mars princess. I hope you're to right. To the War of the Worlds, yeah. which was a massive thing when that was read on the radio and the big wide pandemic. Oh, like, I mean, it was a true pandemic. Yeah. So it's like... I think that's just that. I think that was kind of just a shout out to the fact that's like the birth of sci-fi. I hope you're right, but I, mean, I do too. I, I think God, there's a good chance so. that yeah, dreams are how preacher, we ended up doing a lot of this. Preacher went that route where they went way out of there, and we, it was all right. But when they kept repeating it and going the other way, it nosedived after yeah. that. And, you know, that was an old AMC show if you'd never seen it. But yeah, um, but I mean, other than that, I think that, like you said, no, no, no. We could keep talking about some of this. Obviously, the monster attack scenes were fantastic. I get to my one qualm as a gun fan. Okay. It's such a trope. I know know what you're about to say, too. (laughs) It's such a trope that they do in so many movies. 
it's like in Fast and Furious where they just keep shifting gears mm-hmm. unnecessarily in a quarter mile. It's only a quarter mile. Right. You <laughs> can't shift that many gears. You also can't keep pumping the shotgun. Every time you say like, be still, don't move. If you keep pumping the shotgun, you run out of ammo. Yeah. That means you're ejecting the cartridge you're every ejecting time you pump. shells. Yeah. Now there's two moments. First off, the guy that's not the sheriff that's been hit and bit and stuff like that, but the other guy, he just keeps pumping his fucking shotgun, shotgun. and it drives me crazy. He pumps it at least three times in, Which in the house. Which basically means he's empty. All right. <laughs> well, and Atticus only shoots it once, and then there's no more yeah. ammo in the shotgun. And then Eustace is holding a shotgun by the pump. Yep. Because his other arm is not working. And then later they show him holding it by the actual yeah, grip in the grip, pistol. Right next to the trigger. But when he first aims it at Atticus, he's, he's holding, holding the, the pump. pump of the thing. Yeah, yeah. I didn't... Um, now, he didn't have to hold the trigger because the other guy's pointing a gun at him, too. I'm just saying, I can't stand so when they he, over-pump the shotgun. So that's, I'm happy you said that because the other part of this that deals with the shotgun is is that nowhere do you sure shoot a perfect circle through a wood door. Okay? I have shot shotguns a thousand times. And <laughs> I don't know of a round or a load that <laughs> makes a pie-shaped circle or anything out of a door like they made right there. Now, get me wrong now. You can blow giant holes through a door. But if you went back and we watched that scene. It's Boston, a perfect circle. It's a I perfect know. circle. It doesn't even have wood chip splinters. No. It was almost like it was perfectly drilled out. You know what I mean? I was like, no, no, don't do that. But it still looked awesome. I didn't did. care. You know, and if you do shoot a bird shot up close, it does make a circular pattern. Pattern. Not, not perfect. Not a perfect circle, <laughs> but it's close-ish. Here's the, Ish. Even if it did make a, a decent-sized circular hole, it would be wood splintery Everywhere. every edge of it. It would be yeah. like it'd be destruction. It would be like an, an exit or entry wound, however which side you are on. That right there where it looks like a jigsaw just decided to play you know, crafts <laughs> through a wall and they stuck stuff there to go poof when the bullet was finally shot, that right there is a no-go to me. But I honestly, almost uh, in a way, I feel like they did that on purpose. Just, I mean, based on the first two minutes, there's some silly factor uh, yeah. that they're putting in there. Just, you know. Just mess with us. Have some fun with it. Just to have some fun, I think. I mean, but let me also, once again, the transformation sequence of the oh sheriff oh, yeah. is phenomenal. Yeah. Well, it is so badass. I love that. Did you notice that, like, when he started changing, like, they moved him over into a shaded area so that, like, it created, like, these cast shadows on his face. And so, like, it, the effect, it was almost like you saw something, like, something fades into the dark and you could tell something's changing and happening. And then it comes back and then it was super bright when he decided to come into who he was. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then when he bites the other sheriff right next to him, he doesn't just bite his throat. He bites from the bottom of his nose down to his chest yeah. gone. He yeah, bites dude. his neck, lower jaw. <laughs> Part of his face. And his, some of his chest. I mean, it, it is awesome. Yeah, They were messing around with any of that. And the blood splatter, fantastic. <laughs> like It went everywhere. There was no holds bar on the blood, man. Like, it was like some guy, more blood. More blood. <laughs> no, no, no. Do that again. Like, this is great. But more blood. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I see what you're saying. 
more blood. <laughs> it was just like, okay. Uh, like, he needs to look like he's showering it. Come on, keep putting it out there. Oh, I mean, as soon as we took the first guy, we get nothing left but an arm. And we have Atticus and Letty just sitting there, like a paint <laughs> can. Just Someone took a gallon drum and was just like, more blood. <laughs> but yeah, let's, let's keep it going. Yeah, I, I mean, I, it was, man, it was tense. It was fun. Her running through the woods to get to the car and stuff. I mean, it was wicked. Right, which also not not going to happen. Like what do they say about half mile? She was in a full out gallop. No, she's. I think she said. I think they said like quarter mile through the woods that way or something. That's like right. That. I think is what they said. Very rarely does anyone run quarter mile full sprint. You're like, talking to three fat former offensive whoa, linemen. Whoa. My brother is a uh, state champion, 400 meter. So I've watched that race way too many times. Than she at I least said that she was. She a was. Track she was a track. track. You know. But anyone that runs a 400, it is not that just full out sprint. But hey, I want to give it the benefit of the doubt. She did I'm going to go with if you have giant vampiric monsters running at you, you got a little extra in the tank. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I'm looking at all three of us that I know. Right. That there is no Cash has tank. spoken. Write that down in a book somewhere. Yeah, you will not make it if yeah. you're. As you know. somebody who's. Don't worry. 40 was timed with the sundial. Like, there's no extra in the team. Like, Somebody, coach took a nap while you were in your running process. Yeah, you know, it was just 40 Wake me up, cash is done. 40 time, DNF. Like, you know, it was just one of those things. That's right. You're absolutely right. He's still going. I don't know. Like I, like I said, as a massive horror fan, as a massive monster genre fan, I'm so excited for the end of this. Hey, I was so it was excited. refreshing to, for a to see a unique, new perspective of what a monster would look like that we haven't seen before, which is so hard nowadays. When there's yeah, because yeah, so much has been done. Already. So much has been done. Because I mean, a lot of like, and then pull it off. And not only that, it's a, it's one thing to have a really cool concept. It's another to pull it off on screen and make it look good and feel good and you know enjoy what you saw. I think they accomplished that. Hundred percent. Because I mean, that thing like has mole qualities. We were talking about. Kind of looks like I think a monkfish. It was just like with one of those big mouths and Did everything. He just say monkfish? Yeah. Yeah, they're wicked, scary looking things. <laughs> okay. And, but I mean, like it was like a monkfish on land, and then you have all those eyes on the back of it, burrowing uh, qualities. Climb trees, burrow, run fast. Like Einstein would have looked at this thing and just been like, yeah, "Jaws on land, you're screwed." Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. I I, I was just. My biggest disappointment will come if this doesn't continue. Yeah. Have they set the bar too high for the following episodes since they've introduced this now? I don't think so. I'm just saying they gave us a bunch of gore, monsters, like a good car chase or two. What I want, you know. Now I realize we're going to get a bunch of history. We're going to get a bunch of stuff that's going to be thrown in on top of it, but like. Man, you've really like wet my whistle, and if you dry me out after this, I'm gonna be super upset. You know, agreed. Because I'm excited for the last ten minutes, but I struggle to think they'll be able to maintain that. I mean, they couldn't maintain it in this episode. I mean, there's a reason it was only in the last ten minutes and not in the first. Well, right, they can't start that way. I mean, <laughs> or yeah. start the way they did. Well, well, I'm just saying. I mean, you do. Whether we like it or not, most first episodes you gotta do some world building are all building for characters. Oh yeah, it's then, foundation work. Yeah, so we usually get that. I mean, there's few episodes that 
like Game of Thrones, for instance, the first episode, the opening sequence is yeah. awesome. You know, where guy gets decapitated and people are getting killed all over the place. Spoiler alert. And then immediately into... If you try to spoil alert, <laughs> one more decade old show. <laughs> but then immediately into a Ned Stark beheading and so with that. I mean, it's like... Super spoiler alert. <laughs> I'm just saying. How many shows have we seen where the first episode is the slowest episode? But it no, always at the end, bend. it gives you the hook yeah. to oh, keep yeah. you watching. So it's like I, I, that's kind of what I expected with this as well. I mean, you gotta you gotta give us some kind of character build, and like I said, I mean, what, what they did with Uncle George, I love what they're doing with him. I mean, Atticus, we still don't have much other than no. he was kind of a skinny little nerd when with he was Coke young. Glasses, yeah, real smart. Well, I mean, the crazy thing is like kind of how few characters are left that we've already met. Like, I mean, you see a lot of people, yeah, but they don't. They're not. In the current area, you know, it makes you wonder if they're going to stay where they are or are we going back to Chicago at any time? I just, I can't understand what we're doing. No. And I mean, I really am excited for next week. I am too. I, I'm Well, like I said, because of the last 10 minutes, I'm very intrigued now. You know, if, you, if they've done this well with that, what else are they going to, what else they got up the sleeve to give the viewer that's going to make you excited about it? So I'm hoping the lore and all the other stuff really get into it. I really, really do. But that's what was so popular about all the Lovecraft stories was all the all the lore that came with it. I mean, if anybody that listens has ever got into like Hellboy and all that stuff, I mean, this this is where all that shit came from. All the weird, occult, just weird-ass monsters and off-the-wall stuff. This is how it started, you know? That's why we got such a unique-looking creature this episode. Hey. You know? I mean, I, I just... I'm, I'm here really for looking it. forward to it. I hope they can continue it absolutely and i hope this is not the only monsters we even see oh it better not not be you know (laughs) they're badass and i love it but like i hope there's more stuff coming i I think they're just wetting your beak with this let let me ask you a question they left because of a whistle so our you know and the information we got from marvin is witch hunters okay are these the like you're hunting dogs if you're a witch hunter and they were whistled back. I mean, I mean, we have people in our family who, who are, who train hunting dogs and they use whistles and things of that nature as, you know, commands and everything like that is, was that what that was supposed to symbolize? Absolutely. That's of course what that was. So, so these are just, this is the hunting pack, you know, I don't know. I'm just, something called them off via whistle after Letty and Artemis threw 27 flares out there in the ground. Yeah. I don't know about you, if you have flares in your car, but I don't know if I have 27 of them. Oh, well, I don't know if there was 27 on the ground, but <laughs> there's quite a few. There was quite, quite a, a few. few. <laughs> quite a few. Um, but here nor there. Uh, guys, what did y'all think of the episode? Um, if you enjoyed the podcast, I hey, really appreciate you listening to us, but you can always hit us up on social media. It is Bleed TV Podcast on, as a Gmail, and we're on Facebook. We're also on Twitter. Twitter. Uh, we'd love to chat with you guys. Uh, last show we just did was Perry Mason on HBO. We had a great turnout with it. We were the number one pod on it. Had tons of emails, tons of social media buzz. Um, really, really appreciate all those people who enjoyed it. And if you're one of those people who came over, hey, keep hitting us up on the emails and social media. Um, and if you enjoyed, make sure you hit that subscribe button. We really appreciate it. And if you really enjoyed and we got a minute, give us a positive review on iTunes. That always helps us. Um, but, uh, I'm looking forward to next week. I'm happy. This is a 10 episode season. Uh, I hate Perry Mason was only eight. You know, I, 
Uh, we loved a couple more episodes because it was really cool, great noir. Um, but I got a lot of hope for it, especially after the last 10 minutes like we talked about, and I hope you do as well. Um, you guys got anything else to talk about? Nope. Nope. Guys, we're going to call it a week uh, on this one. This is Bleed TV, and I'm Zach. And I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. And we'll see you next time.